folks. Welcome to another episode of the Comic Coffee Con. Today is a very special episode. We're obviously uh, we're we're just coming hot off the heels of uh, the Todd McFarlane uh, McFarlane Toys Digital drop coming tomorrow. Uh, that that AMA today, Petro. I know you uh, you got a chance to join in on that, and we're going to be talking about that today. So, welcome, Petro. How are you doing today, my friend? Oh, really well, Buck. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, no, I was. I was kind of looking forward to having a little bit of a discussion with this, you know, as I, uh, I've been traveling the last little bit and I finally got a little bit of uh, time to settle back down and get back in to be able to chat with you about a few things. And this drop was uh, a pretty big one that came out and, uh, you know, has definitely been causing a lot of a stir. And today with the AMA, uh, it was good mm. to be able to go in there and, um, I thought, you know, it's it's going to be nice for us to just kind of sit and talk about it a little bit and, and, uh, sure. and go through it. Um, and, and, you know, how do you feel about the drop? Like, what do you, uh, Ooh, what are you thinking about? So I've got a lot of notes um, in terms of how or what I've got in terms of, you know, my feeling towards it, I guess. I, as yeah. I'm not much of a, a huge physical collector, but the fact that this, I think, drop has my attention, like, just – complete in 100% attention for this week in terms of uh, the web three space has me more excited than, than typical. So um, yeah, as you well, know, uh, well, <laughs> first, like... before, we, before we jump in though, what's your, what's your coffee, yeah, buddy? Yeah, what, what's your coffee? Yeah, you're right. I was going to say, I was going to try and tail it over to that. So yeah, yeah let's, uh, let's, let's get into that. So today I'm actually drinking a, a, a classic favorite of mine. Uh, it's a, it's that devil Nizza that I that I quoted, if you oh, remember from uh, yeah. Bombay. Yeah, they're a brand wow. out here that I've been messing with, and uh, nice. man, their dark roast is something to be like reckoned with. Man, it's just uh, it's got notes of uh, milk chocolate, nuts, and brownie, so it's got that really dark, deep, chocolatey flavor. You know what I mean? So when you yep. pair a good oat milk with it, um, dude, it hits hard. So. Right now, I'm getting my second wind, as I told you from my from my workday here. So, I'm I'm about to dive deep into my comics and and that sort of you know side of my life. And uh, having a nice little cup like this is just perfect for the end of the day because you know it kind of feels like a little bit of midday dessert almost. You know, just because it's so so rich in those flavors. So I'm I'm really feeling it, and uh, I'm hoping we can actually get word out to these guys some day so we can maybe uh, see some giveaways on on their front, but. Yeah, uh, <laughs> enough about what I'm drinking, man. What are you drinking today? Hopefully, you well, have a chance to grab something. Yeah, I was uh, I was um, running around today, and uh, I picked uh, I had a local coffee shop that I'm I'm going to start going to, and uh, and uh, just had a little uh, just a you know mocha with an extra shot in it this morning. Just got me going throughout the course of the day. Right now, for me, it's it's kind of like mid-afternoon, so I had to lay off of any caffeine at this time or else I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. Um, <laughs> I hear you. I got to say, when, while I was on uh, running around with some friends and stuff, we were traveling. Uh, we did go to a, uh, um, a Cuban uh, coffee house and got a uh, Cafe Leche, if, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah. Um, and it was amazing. Like it was something that uh, you know I needed to tell King about it at some point because it was oh. <laughs> it was so good. I can understand yeah. now why he uh, he drinks those exclusively. Like it was one of the best coffees I'd had in a really long time. And oh, these that's guys, awesome. you know, 
yeah, they roasted the beans. I mean, it was just, it was all, it was, all, it was all really high level. So that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, oh, gonna, I'm glad I'm you gonna, got like the full experience, man. <laughs> that's yeah, amazing. yeah. No, I'm gonna hunt around here Sorry, too and make boy. sure that I, uh, I find, I find some more of that because I want more of that. That was really good. But uh, mm. awesome, awesome, buddy. Well, uh, you know, for 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 this drop, this uh, and, and what we're what we're basically going to be talking about today is the. The Batman Year Two drop mm. on McFarland Toys Digital. Yep. Um, you know this is a uh, you know a big step. Uh, we're we're at the point right now where they've uh, released the allow list. Um, they've you know bat cows have been allowed uh, onto the the level two of the allow list as well. So they'll have early access by about fifteen minutes before the public. The top 100 and the top 10 will be an hour before. They're now have extended that out to 9 a.m. Pacific time, and and you know it's going to be a, it's, it, yeah it's going to be an interesting drop, right? Like 1,900 sure. 1,987 drop uh, mints, and and we'll see how things go. I'm sure it's going to be pure chaos tomorrow. With, uh, <laughs> With, uh, with team project, of course. Oh man, it's so funny because I was on the Discord yesterday, and the guys, the the mods were like, "Ah, oh, no, it's not going to be a problem on our side. It's going to be your wallet or whatever." And I'm like, "Dude, you are about to get inundated by, you know, by everyone is going to be yeah, attacking that site Whoever tomorrow." Whoever is a fan of Todd or in the Backcal project or just hearing about it on twitter right like yeah it's gonna be big and that's a good thing obviously they need yep. as many people in there so it's you know as much as we joke here we we mean that with love obviously it's just like yeah, yeah. don't like don't promise us that it's gonna be good if you guys know you're gonna get slammed right like we just want to yeah, at least prepare just... for the heartbreak as early as possible when possible so yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and and the nice thing and the nice thing about it is that is we you know I wanted to make sure that we kind of talked about this because one of the things I noticed in the spaces like a common theme sometimes is that you know some people don't really know the intricacies of what year two means mm. and 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 the importance of that for someone uh, you know like Todd McFarlane his caliber and what he did at that time. I thought, you know, with your ability to go through the comics, um, you know, and the importance of it occurring around the timeline of Detective Comics 575 to 578 and and just the craziness of the story. I wanted to really just sit with you and kind of discuss it, go through it, and then hopefully have it as a resource for somebody when they're looking at the, the Batman year two and what does it actually mean, especially if you haven't read the comics or right. you know what you know why does it look the way it does? Why is the cape important? What you know what is it? So so mm-hmm. I thought uh, I thought a good way would be to maybe uh, I personally am going to be very excited to own. I hope I can get my hands on at least one. I'm 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 going to definitely want one. I want to see what this thing looks like. Um, oh, you know. Yeah fully animated and articulating or whatever it's going to do. And, it, um, and the importance as well is that uh, I don't know, I don't have the specific numbers with me. I'll have to pull them up on my phone, but there's going to be signed copies as well, which is great. Right. So you have the classic blue and blue colored and then the, yeah. the black, the black and white with signatures, which is great. And then the one of ones, which will be the red 
full Todd signature as well, which is which I want to talk about too. Make a note of that, Petro, because that's sure, that's sure. significant. I know you brought that up to me, and I kind of missed that detail during our talks, but sure, no, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a ton that we definitely need to go over, and yeah, I think um, having this was. As we kind of do, man, timely, right? Like things just seem to kind of line up and we're able to kind of get these out, hopefully to uh, some great resource for the community at some point. But yeah, I, I dude, I agree with you, man. Let's uh, let's get into this because I know we have okay. a little bit of time today. Um, I know you're busy and trying to get yourself sorted. Oh, no, it's all good. Anytime okay, all right. It's, anytime good. it's comics, let's dive in. And we'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> oh, drift through the, we'll drift through this, this, this story. And, and, uh, and again, you're right. Like just so that even, you know, uh, I'm sure anybody can go and find this stuff, but, but we want to do it with basically the spin of, of our community, right? The bat cow community and what it means to, to us. And now right. the McFarland, the McFarland Toys Digital, because, you know, obviously we heard from the AMA that they're melding those two companies together in terms of working together to, right. to potentially be the one thing that we've kind of been waiting for, right? Like, uh, like digital um, animated, you know, product NFTs that we can, you know, be interoperable with and manipulate and trade and sell and do everything with, but it just looks like it, it'll be on this platform, so, which is fine. Hey, that works for me. But uh, yeah, I, I agree, man. I So <laughs> regarding, I want to go down the list here because um, I think, yeah, there were a lot of good points in, in regards to why a lot of this stuff is important and just, yeah. you know, why why it's worth talking about, right? Uh, sorry for the background noise, man. I was just getting my coffee ready, and I'm kind of no situated here now. So no apologies, folks, for the background noise there. Uh, the floorboard squeaks occasionally. Anyway, um, so yeah, we we kind of start off um, with this Todd series with Batman Year Two, as you said, right? Um, which actually is Detective Comics, technically starting with a, a Detective Comics number five seventy five. Um, and that isn't technically Todd. Uh, he's not integrated into this story at this point right now, but this is the first part of a four-part series um, that basically goes over Batman's second year, which follows Batman year one from uh, Frank Miller. Maybe we can start anyway. with it's, it's, the, uh, it's the sequel to Batman year one mm. and obviously comes uh, before Batman year three. And right. the importance <laughs> and the and the importance of it is that you know Todd McFarlane was involved in it, and he was you know picked to work on this, and you know it's a very you know it's an important piece because it's him working for DC, right? Exactly. So, right. Yeah, which was also very important. So, and and this is also I mean obviously pretty cool too because it's our second year right as back hell holders, so there's like yep. that sentimental tie as well, which. Obviously, they planned, but uh, just was an extra way to be cool. And I think that was kind of Todd's idea um, yeah. in, in full. If I'm being totally honest, I think that was 100% Todd's idea to kind of make that like the shining connection, um, or at least their company, I should say. I know we know Trevor, obviously, uh, a shining member of the community who works at McFarland Toy Digital and is just really, really adept at what he does. So shout out to you, Trevor, for, uh, for setting that up today, by the way, man. Thanks for... Uh, Thanks for looking out for the community on that. It was really awesome to see, you know, the meeting of the minds come together in some aspect. Um, but uh, next time, bring us Todd, man. We want to see and hear from Todd, or at least, you know. So, yeah, see what you can do about the company. Uh, <laughs> in the meantime, sorry, yes, but circling back 
year two, uh, super significant. This story, like I said, following up from year one, or like you said, uh, with Frank Miller there. And just a quick side note, uh, if you guys have not been able to read that story um, or aren't able to for whatever reason, they do have an HBO Max uh, animated uh, animated movie version of that year one story which is absolutely incredible. It's almost, yes, yes. Uh, you know, panel for panel with the, uh, the art and the uh, movie, but oh my God, it's just such a riveting story in my opinion, because it's, it's just full of like high tension in every situation. And he's just constantly making these mistakes, but you hear, you know, his narration as he kind of progresses through whatever he's going through at the time. And he's kind of like talking to his dad and you know what I mean? Just kind of having these moments of, of doubt in a lot of his situations. So it's just really cool to see that transferred over uh, or translated into year two and, you know, where he's at now. So we pick up in year two with, uh, I'm just going to kind of skim through this really quick. And just to, and, and I'm sorry to interrupt um, no, go ahead. again, but again, Mike Barr is the writer on mm. the Batman Thank year you. two. And he's got a very, um, you know, he, he does some crazy stuff when he does his writing. So, you know, you're in, you're in for a crazy ride with, with Mike when he's, when he's going to do the writing. And it starts with Alan Davis as the artist for the interior and cover, uh, but then is handed over to, um, to uh, Todd after that. So, and, and Todd finishes up the story, which is very important, right? Because, you right. know, like, like we're going to talk, the iconic pose of the batman <laughs> with the, the flowing cape is a massive panel in that in that um in that comic and it's you know it's a change in the way the style the, the that comics is presented so so it's uh you know it means a lot to todd and it's also very very important for us because it's going to be such an iconic piece so exactly yeah and it's funny how and when that that actual statue ties in or that image for that statue ties in. Yes. yes. Um, it's not exactly when you expect it, but it's just super cool. Um, the way, you know, when it does kind of pop up. Yeah. But, and, just uh, mention, and I, and I would say that we, we should mention it when it comes up in the story, just so that we can go through. Oh, it and, absolutely. Yeah. I've got, yeah. I've got a nice little uh, page dedicated to that here right, nice. <laughs> right now, actually. So nice. yeah, we, we kind of pick up here with, uh, you know, year two, um, essentially, we're, we're, we're starting off with Commissioner Gordon, who's just been promoted to commissioner from captain, uh, which is great to see. Um, yes. He's on a talk show, I believe, at this time, when for, like the first few panels, he's literally talking to, you know, some new uh, anchor or talk show host, essentially, about his new responsibilities and his ties with the Batman. Uh, and like I said, if you've read or seen year one, then you'll understand why their connection is so strong at this particular point in time, which is awesome to see. Uh, anyway, uh, we, we kind of have a sort of like a juxtaposition or sort of, you know, duality moment where they're at the time, you know, that this broadcast is happening, Batman's dealing with a few muggers and he, you know, makes a grand entrance and they're just kind of, you know, messing around in the office somewhere. They're like, you know, the Batman's not worried about us. He's, he's got bigger fish to fry or whatever. And it turns out that like, he's like right there waiting for him, you know, and he just beats the crap out of him and, uh, kind of takes off into the night. Um, but soon it really, uh, it, it kind of focuses on the story really turns over and focuses on uh, the villain essentially of this story who, who we kind of see the, for the first time in a comic series. Um, it, I forget his first name right now. Uh, uh, Judson, Judge, Judson Caspian. Caspian, Judson yeah, Caspian. Like, I know 
the, yeah. the girl's name is uh, Rachel, or his daughter's name yes. is Rachel, who Bruce Rachel. finds a fancy with, right? He, yeah. he ends up kind of, you know, yeah, doing his Bruce thing. Um, but yeah, the, the Caspians essentially um, kind of come into the story just so, soon after, you know, the first few pages open up and develop for this character to show who the basically to introduce the new villain, um, AKA the Reaper. Um, yeah, so, which is really, uh, which is really interesting because you have this yeah, incredible, you, you have these iconic rogues gallery for Batman, and what do they right. give you? They give you this older guy, <laughs> the Reaper, and right. I'm like, really? Okay, well, I, I'm in. I'm in. Let's let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that was really interesting too. I'm like, dude. Yeah. So I, I'm coming across like Batman's year two. I, I know when in. in uh, his earlier years, we've already seen him come across the Joker and, and things yep. like that, I believe. So he's, he's pretty too, far yeah. along. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty far along in his, his career at this point in terms of his rogues gallery, right? We've seen some of the more prominent villains. So yeah, it's just really interesting to see them bring this almost no-name villain out of nowhere and kind of just integrate him into the story. Um, well, and the, he, yeah, the important parts of that, though, again, I'm, I'm going to keep interrupting you, I know. No, uh, I, that's, but, I want you to on this part because yeah. I think you had a better connection with this one than I did. Go ahead. Yeah, the important parts with this is that before Batman, what was there, right? And supposedly, exactly. this, supposedly this The Reaper was a vigilante, but he was had no problem killing and he was ruthless. Like he would mm. kill... He would kill criminals and innocents. And basically he had rid, not rid crime, but he had diminished it enough. And now there's this, there's this thing that he finds out that, wait a minute, there's a new vigilante out there and he wants to come back after 20 years um, and, and kind of check things out, which is basically right. where we're taking in. Yeah. And yeah. in this, in this process of yet, Batman introduced to this, of course, is, um, you know, as, <laughs> like I said, he, he kind of comes across Rachel as he's, I believe, building the new Wayne Tower, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, his, his house servant friend, I, and this one is going to be beyond me, Leslie, I believe her name is Alfred's, like, uh, I don't know what you would want to call her, Alfred's friend, but she kind of stays yeah. at the house. I, this is Batman a little bit before me, so... Yeah. I always forget that she existed. I'm not going to lie. I know she's in uh, Batman number one and yeah. uh, moving forward, but I just can never remember that she's part of like Batman's life. Anyway, yeah. the two of them come across Batman with, uh, you know, some intention to talk and we end up seeing them develop a relationship. Um, I think at the time Rachel's, you know, planning to become a nun, but Bruce kind of yep. persuades her out of it and becomes a little, you know, a little bit more attached to her and we kind of see them develop a relationship. But as you said, right, in the meantime, we kind of get this side story of the Reaper and how he became to, you know, came to be essentially. And uh, it's it's kind of a similar story with Batman, right? Which is kind of cool to see in some aspect, like they had that similarity of origin. Uh, I believe they're walking home at one night, you know, in some part of town and uh, they get mugged, or they're getting robbed, actually, I believe. And the yep. robber or thief comes out of the house and, you know, shoots his wife. Yes. So he, you know, obviously, I think he gets shot as well, or something bad happens to him where he gets gunned down. He's, you know, in a wheelchair uh, when you kind of see him in the flashbacks. But, you know, he overcomes that and swears essentially the same kind of vengeance oath. 
but with a whole different dark matter, right? Like this guy uses like blades and guns and just has no actual remorse for what he's doing in terms of, you know, cleaning up the streets. So um, the cool thing about this though, really quick, and I, I thought it was cool to see that they used a character like this, the you know, the Reaper, um, things that kind of tie in Todd, right? You know what I mean? Because like he's, I think he has a character named the Reaper, if I'm not mistaken too. Um, maybe I'm thinking of the Redeemer. Anyway, the I character. I think you're thinking of the Redeemer. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm thinking of the Redeemer. Please don't don't crucify yeah. me for that one later, folks. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we kind of see the the art style of this character, and he's got this flowy cape, and you know he's got this red uh, suit of I guess it's like leather armor, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. But yep. yeah, he's got this you know he's got this really menacing devilish look to him, and it's just uh, yeah, really interesting to see the character design that they chose with this. Uh, but anyway, moving along, we kind of see this this whole story develop as we see, you know, the Reaper going through town and Batman's trying to chase him. Can't quite figure out what's going on or get ahead of the situation. But the first time that they meet in 575, Batman gets his ass kicked. Um, oh, this is amazing. Like bad, not, like, bad. like almost <laughs> like not you good. Almost like, dies. Yeah, like by this old guy. Like he, he, yeah, he gets, he, and, and it's, you know, and he gets a, such a, 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 such a bad beating and yeah, close <laughs> to death that, you know, it changes his whole perspective. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's incredible to see the, uh, the fight scene here because Bruce goes in cocky as ever, even though it's second year, he thinks, you know, I got this guy, you know, who is this guy? It's, it's my Gotham. Right. So I think he apprehends him in, at like, I don't know, some random street corner when the guy's like, trying yeah. to mess with uh, one of the girls of the, of the night there on the street. Um, essentially he's disguised. And I think Batman just comes up to him and, you know, kind of, kind of begins this bout, but yeah, he gets his ass kicked, man. Like really, really badly. Um, we see that Batman has to kind of escape into the sewers, take off and uh, get treated by Leslie and Alfred here to, you know, back to full health. So, at the end of this story, though, which is why this is important, I wanted to spend a little bit of time on this, this particular issue, is because it kind of forces a really big, dark question on Batman and what he means. Um, and as I mentioned, he's been, you know, throughout this story and throughout year one, he's kind of talking with, you know, to himself, but like in the form of questions and, and narration to his father. So, you know, he goes, you know, what do I need to become in order to make sure I can truly protect the city and truly avenge, you know, what happened to you guys? And he says, what about, you know, using the gun of, you know, your killer? And he brings out a gun and questions for the first time, you know, here anyway, in this continuity that do I, you know what I mean? Am I using, should I use a gun is essentially to kind of fulfill my purpose as a hero. And we see Batman pick up a gun and like go out and like, you know what I mean? Arm himself for, for quite a shocking period of time and throughout this series, in my opinion, but it's a, uh, it's a really crazy situation because you know what I mean? Obviously we, what we know of Batman now, many, many years later, he dude, like guns just don't like, if he sees one at this point, I feel like he's, he's, you know, he, he loses his mind almost <laughs> kind of snaps, but seeing this and, and having him don this gun and ask the question of like, is this where I need to go in order to kind of, like I said, fulfill that purpose of doing what I set out to do is really kind of dark. So yeah, before I move on to the next one really quick, Petra, did you, uh, do you want to touch on that? Because the next one's obviously very significant, but 
No, I think the uh, I think that cover right. Like if 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 anybody has a chance to take a look at Detective Comics five seventy five, that's a really iconic yes. cover because there's Batman with a gun pointed up and the fact that he goes to you know the picture of his mom and dad and then takes out the gun which i guess he's had since the since the murder as that he picked up as a child and kept it or he acquired it and it's joe shill's gun like it's yeah the murder the murderer's gun like it's unbelievable that like just psychologically right like what a you know and he just got beaten so bad that he actually has to question whether he should like he's he he's not at the point in year two yet that he's sworn off using a gun and i think this story is meant to somehow um get to a point where he makes that decision that guns will not be what he uses so yeah, exactly. No, and that's such a great, uh, great point, I think, in terms of uh, the fact that, yes, if you guys didn't know, Joe Chill is uh, very much going to be a part of this story, too, which I thought was great. But it, yeah, it's just such a powerful moment for me, man, because, yeah, like, you know, bringing in a character like Todd to write the next, you know, three issues or write, I'm sorry, draw the next three issues uh, is super cool because it fits that that tone, right, that world that they're trying to trying to get Batman to navigate through as he, he deals with this Reaper character. So yeah, yeah, that issue is, is classic, man. I hope we get that soon. I, I don't know why we wouldn't have gotten like 576 or something like that. You know what I mean? And in, in, on DC three this week with the launch of year two. Anyway. Yes. Oh my god. 575 would have been why? amazing, but like yeah. 576 would have been cool for Todd, right? Like, just yeah. Like, why not Venom. give us 576, which has the, the picture of year two as well. Right. The, yeah. The actual mm-hmm. drawing. So yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's such a good yeah. point. I don't know yeah. why they didn't do that or link that up, but yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, we're kind of, um, <laughs> we're picking up, like I said, with uh, the next issue here, part two, which, um, sorry, give me one second. There we Detective, go. Yeah, Detective Comics 576, which is, uh, you know, deal with this, the devil, year two, yeah, chapter so this two. Is, yep. This is the first one or instance where we see Todd get brought in to, to pencil work, essentially, and do the artwork yeah. for, for these guys. So, yeah. Um, Anyway, what were you going to say if you want to pick up where you... Yeah, no, I was just going to say that, you know, we're looking at July 1987, you know, Todd's in, he's now got the full, you know, capability to draw everything. And he just, you know, unleashes with this, this issue. I think it's just amazing. Yeah. So I can't, sorry, Petra, this is, all right. So we, we pick up um, with 576 with essentially... Jim, uh, Jim Gordon, right? But I think this first actual panel of 576 is probably one of my favorite. The um, the skyline of the city. Yes. You know, we don't yes. really ever see like or Metropolis and Gotham in, in kind of like a daylight perspective. So yeah, thought it was kind of a cool little uh, panel here. But anyway, what we're dealing with right now is essentially the GCPD kind of uh, trying to figure out where the Reaper is and. Uh, but anyway, the GCPD's at odds with some some characters here, some gang, and out of nowhere, the Reaper pops out and just starts, dude, laying waste to everyone, like yeah. the GCPD, the gangsters, Innocence, like, yeah, everybody. everybody. It's everybody. insane. Like, yeah, well, okay. basically, the Reaper killed 
criminals and um, civilians and cops, right? So he yeah, like it's just showing, yeah, yeah it's point. just showing, yeah, just showing that he has his his whole existence is as a pure vigilante, meaning that he'll do whatever it takes to kill the criminals. Period, and then we we transition over to Batman doing one of the one of the rarest things you'll ever see Batman doing, right? So literally ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Like that's that's what this issue signifies to me is is what we're about to see, right? Is yeah. it opens up with you know the first things I think you see are like some targets being shot at. But yes. Like the next page where it picks up. You literally yep. see the gun in hand, and it's just like blam, and it's drawn yep. so beautifully to me, man. Yes. Because I, I don't yep. know what it is, but the way this like the the fire and the smoke ring comes out of the gun, and the way Blam's written, oh my god, it, yep. it's just beautiful. But we see that Bruce is obviously one of probably the best marksmen out there um, in terms of just his aim. He's he's incredible. Yeah. Um, Alfred's like you know, hey. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know you'd been practicing, man. He's like, no, I hadn't. So it's just like, oh, geez, like that guy's that good just at everything. Huh? But, but let's <laughs> not, but let's not forget, he's practicing firing a gun used by Joe Chill exactly. to shoot his parents. Like, right? Like, oh, exactly. Like, there's some yeah. dark, dark undertones yeah. there, man. I think yeah. the cool thing is, though, I and I know you mentioned it regarding the last issue is that he has that gun, right? Like, how the hell did he get that gun? And I, I'm gonna find out exactly how he got it. I'm gonna dig up an issue and figure yeah. out whether he just kept it as a kid, which I don't think was the case. I bet you he broke into like the evidence locker or something and stole it. Yeah, as best as best as I can remember, um, I think it was explained that he just picked up the gun. Like or, yeah, in or, the comic, right? It yeah. shows him just picking it up, and yeah, yeah. and that's it doesn't did, like confirm, but yeah, you're probably right. Like he probably just takes it and like throws it in his back pocket or something, and nobody realizes because it's young Bruce Wayne and it's yeah. such a travesty, right? So anyway, we see uh, we see Batman kind of go through and uh, you know continuous preparations and stay as broody as ever in terms of why he's doing what he's doing and how he has to do what he has to do. And in the same instance, we kind of see the Reaper getting ready for his night as Bruce gets ready for his, right? Yeah. So for the first time, we kind of see that's the backstory of this uh, this Mr. Caspian. What was his name? J- uh, Judson, you said, right? Judson. Jud- yeah, Judson Caspian. Yep. Yeah. And I'll never remember that. I'll just remember his last name because of Rachel. But uh, yeah. we see his backstory, his kind of origin story. Um, and I thought it was funny that, like, Rachel had a, a – clown faced like balloon just because of obviously the joker i was expecting when i first read this i was like is the joker gonna pop up in this or something uh but like yeah i just thought that was a pretty funny like tie-in for some reason because they added a lot of detail to that and i know mcfarlane obviously has his love of clowns with uh the clown himself right so yeah yeah just kind of a cool little uh note there um as he kind of, you know, we, we see through his backstory, we kind of see the, the relationship between Bruce and Rachel kind of get through, you know, the more heated times and, and kind of develop a little bit more so. And they kind of give us an image of, you know, how far along the Wayne Tower is at this point. And it's pretty far along just to kind of indicate, you know what I mean, that they're they've been doing this for a while. So, yeah, um, yeah at this point, uh, so I'm sorry, we, yeah, we, we kind of get back to 
Batman taking back over in this storyline. And we see him meet up with Jim Gordon and kind of just let him know that like, hey, there's going to be a point where you doubt me, but just remember that I'm always your friend. And I thought that was really important to, to note. Just strength, strengthening that bond between the two is just such an integral part of, you know, obviously Batman's life and, and just who he is as a character and how he basically interacts with the city. So just yeah. kind of giving Gordon that, you know, that extra assurance was, was kind of cool to see. But they make their way to what is known as, uh, you know, like the next hideout or uh, active spot for some uh, criminal activity, which they suspect that the, I believe the Reaper is supposed to be at. So they yeah. plan and kind of coordinate this whole trap for him. And it kind of doesn't work, man. <laughs> like Batman's even disguised and it's just, yeah, it doesn't work. He pulls out a gun and I think it, if I'm not mistaken, knocked out of his hand or something happens where he's just like rendered useless with the gun. He can't use it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he, you know, fights with the Reaper, but he, his whole plan was to, to save whoever the, the crime boss was to use him as bait later on. But uh, yeah, I just thought it was pretty funny that he, he has the gun in hand at one point, but doesn't actually use it. Um, actually, no, no. You know what? I think I'm wrong. I think no. he actually does use it, but he uses it to shoot the gun out of Gordon's hand. Yeah, so so he actually, you know, I think there's a counterbalance that's going on here is that uh, Batman and Gordon are kind of, you know, proclaiming their eternal friendship. And then Batman gets the idea that the best way to capture the Reaper is if he can somehow save um, a criminal and get the mob bosses on his side to somehow coordinate and get um, Batman or get the Reaper, which then set basically saying that maybe this guy is just a vigilante. He's not really going to, you know, maybe, maybe this isn't the person that I should be backing. Um, and, and somehow Batman calls a truce with mafia to, to join and capture the Reaper. And then, you know, with him there, of course, the most important part is that he meets Joe chill, you know? Right. So yeah. that, thank you for, for picking that up there, because yeah. I think going back to that and, and the end of essentially this issue, I think um, is just kind of compounding to that whole like darker side of Batman that we see or at the end of, you know, 575, where he actually picks up a gun. Yeah. It really just starts to add to this character of like, dude, why are you doing this? Right. Like, why are yeah. you doing this if you're not essentially helping you know, the point of what you're trying to do in terms of the city, right? Like if you're out there killing people and doing exactly what this guy's doing, how are you any different? So I love that you brought that up and then basically, you know what I mean? Go over that because at this point, um, <laughs> well, I think, I think, I think at this point he's becoming obsessed with catching the Reaper and yes. he's starting and he's starting to drift over the edge exactly. that may, maybe he'll do whatever it takes to get this guy, uh, and I and I'm assuming it's because he just got his butt kicked by this guy severely enough that he thinks maybe the only way I can really get this guy is if I use a gun. And, exactly. But, but, but it but it goes against everything he he, he is going to become. Uh, but he just isn't there yet. So so um, you know another mind um, 
you know, explosion is, you know, again, Joe Chill, right? Like Joe Chill's in this comic. I was like, what? Like what? And he's gonna <laughs> and he's gonna work and he's gonna work with him. Like, he's quite what? capable too. Like yeah. as an older guy, because he's got some grayness here, man. He's pretty capable. Yeah. He's like hopping yeah. rooftops with Batman. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, we <laughs> once we kind of get through that like scene of, of the craziness, we kind of you know see for the first time, like you said, Joe Chill brought into this story, and that I think is one of the like obviously the second significant moment in this this tale of year two because it like literally pushes Batman to the, to that very edge. He's working with criminals. He's using guns. Like what the hell are you doing, dude? You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing as a hero? So I thought uh, bringing in Todd for this man, especially to draw some of these panels in particular, the exact panel where he hears Joe chills name from, from the mafia boss. And he's like, just, you know what I mean? He goes cold and it just reminds me of like, spawn in a lot of ways the way yep. Todd kind of drew this one like it's just the eyes that you see you know very much like, yeah. oh my god that's he drew spawn in that image man <laughs> for sure yeah. I was just oh, I love that panel but um yeah. yeah it's just it's just an interesting you know continuation of what we see in the last issue right like you said we kind of see Batman being just further and further pushed into the depths of darkness of what it means to kind of bring you know, somebody to justice and what that version of justice is. So I think to the, to basically your point, um, it's probably becoming one of my uh, favorite stories, right? Just because it's yeah. like, Oh my God, like yeah. I didn't realize it was this dark. I think I've only read one of these issues in the past and it was the, uh, the next one coming up, which is the but most also, iconic. <laughs> but also if you love his art, right? Like if you, if you really want to get an idea of, of Todd's art, right? Not not being Spider-Man, but actually Batman. Like, talk about having two iconic characters to draw, right? Like, you've got Spider-Man from Marvel, and then and then Batman. Like, like, and then just just if if you want to just go through the panels and just look at them, I mean, they're like his work is really really interesting to look at. So it's uh, you know it's the, gorgeous. The, the, yeah, the layouts and the way things flow and and like you said those little moments like when he's firing the gun or facial expressions like his you know and and to think the guy's pumping, you know, these comics out and it's just like wow, panel after panel after panel. I'm just like wow, this guy's really talented. So very, no. very impressive. Yeah, very impressive. I think yeah. you're. I think you're 100 right, and I think that first issue that they bring Todd in for for 576. You know, you see it here and there. For for me, anyway, it's like, oh man, like this panel where he's. Uh, I think he's like standing over the mafia, and he's like yes. got the backlight on him, and it's just this massive shadow of a bat, and it's just, yeah. oh my god, just such yeah. great use of Batman's you know features like that. So this next one, um, the the, oh, the cover is probably. One. Yeah, I think it's beautiful. my my favorite out of the, the the four part series, dude. To be honest, just yeah. because like the gun, he has a smoking gun, the yeah. cape. We really get to see it for the first time, like in its glory, or at least on, on, the, yeah. on the cover here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we pick up and and literally, folks, the first page, the first panel, the first page. I mean, would you call this a splash page, Petra? I don't think yes. so, right? Be, yes. Would you? Okay, I was like, yeah. I'm not sure because yeah. it has a few additional panels down here, but. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this splash page, right, is the first instance of the what people would refer to as, as the Batman Todd or the Todd Batman. And it's him standing in the graveyard at his, you know, 
at his parents' uh, site, and his cake. Oh my god, it's just it's dude, it's the entire cemetery at this point. But yeah. that is where we get our our upcoming statue from, right? Is this first page, this first panel, this first image, an instance of of Batman kind of really becoming brooding and and kind of sitting with you know his own thoughts in the cemetery and saying, okay. And that's the important, what am I doing? That's, yeah. And that's the important part as well, right? Is people don't usually, exactly. don't usually understand that, 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 that the, it, the cemetery's presence is also part of those, those, uh, the statues and right. is usually, I know in the physical one that they did, they've got him, you know, it, it's, it's his parents' grave, right? So it's, yep. it's a very important um, you know, uh, uh, picture and, and panel and, um, you know, and it's basically Todd saying, this is my Batman, right? Like yes. this is, this is the, the proclamation icon, like, page, right? Yeah. Like it's basically saying, okay, I now own this Batman, which is very important, you know, especially and for he, us since we're about to get the year two drop, um, that this is, this is the panel. And he does such a great job with it, man. I, like, I mean, he doesn't need my praise. Obviously, it's been yeah. only ever years at this point. Uh, but I've never been a fan of the blue cape Batman ever. Like, I've never been a fan of, like, that style. But I yeah. will say this. Like, if he drew it any other color, I don't think it would – obviously, you couldn't see all the detail as, as well as you do, I don't think. But it just well, wouldn't ring, right? It's just yeah. like he used that color so perfectly here. And it's just, oh my God, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And people needed to understand that, right? Like that the, the, the black and white Todd is important for the 423, right? Right. The cover, which is the black cape, whereas the blue cape or the blue, like why did they pick blue as the, as yes. the, you know, the alternate color? Well, it's because of year two. I mean, it's because of this panel that the blue is important. So um, whether you like, the the Todd, let's say from Vivi, <laughs> or you like the year two, well, it's technically year two that's that's Todd McFarlane's Todd, right? Like that is the epitome of, you know, not just the cover, but the interior art and just the way that he draws the blue cape is, you know, iconic forever. So and the cemetery, right? So that's that's very important. Yeah. And you're right. We definitely get some bits of the cemetery in I believe the the upcoming drop because i remember yeah. seeing that 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 cross uh yeah. grave if i'm not mistaken and that's yeah that's right here so i'm yeah. like dude they really just made you feel like it's going to be a whole thing i'm hoping at some point we even get to put him in this exact cemetery or something similar where we get the moonlit drop back you know what i mean or backdrop yeah. i should say sorry uh to kind of yeah. like help accentuate those features because yeah that man oh my god it's it's just gorgeous and you guys know that uh yeah, he just he killed it there. But um, yeah. yeah, this issue, man, just just uh, going through it really quick. We we kind of well, see... it's called it's called Chapter Three: The Deadly Allies, and that's because Batman works alongside Joe Chill, right? So, so yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so the Deadly Allies, we we see that. Uh, <laughs> like I said on the cover, we just see Batman moped over a statue, which kind of obviously, as you know, kind of usually is a good indicator for what's coming, but. At the start, like I said, he, he's kind of just in this cemetery, you know, pondering over what it is he's actually doing and what he needs to do um, as we just see, you know, develop it or as a developing topic here. So 
he, I believe, is met by Leslie um, at, in the cemetery, and she's just kind of like, hey, you know, I'll pray for you or whatever, basically to help you get through this. So we kind of, from there, I believe he's on his way anyway to meet up with Joe Chill, exactly, because yep. I think Joe pops up in the first couple of pages anyway. And they're on their way to go basically set up the bait that the mafia and Batman had agreed to, to basically bring out uh, the Reaper, right? So there's this whole plan, this intricate plan to basically, I believe, use some hippies in a different district or whatever it is to set them up as like these drug peddlers to basically bring out the Reaper. And uh, this is the first part of their mission, Batman and Joe Chill go basically kind of, uh, you know, stake out some, some competition i believe and you know batman's like hey like let me take care of this he's still pondering the idea of whether he really wants to use a gun in full effect and really still hasn't in in any real major way that would be you know detrimental but joe's ready to just go in there guns blazing dude and batman's like let me just do this my way we'll you know we'll come to your way if we need to so they kick the crap out of these guys and you know i think joe um ends up killing somebody at some point uh, maybe a couple somebodies and Batman's just, you know, like Jesus Christ, dude, like, <laughs> you know, like Jesus. All right. So I'm starting to see why I shouldn't be doing this because it's probably not a good idea. But at that very moment that I think Joe, um, is it, is it this one? No, it's not this one. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm jumping too far ahead. I, I'm just, I just remembering, a, I, I'm just remembering a little bit where, uh, the big thing was that, you know, they've got differences in which in, in ways that they're going to handle criminals and yeah. they have, they have a hippie drug dealer um, who's working for boss Moritz, right? So boss Moritz is the guy that is part of the, the mob boss. And he tells Joe chill that he's going to basically give him a reward if he kills Batman um, after the Reaper is wiped out as well, right? So, so that's the whole thing right now is that you've got this undercurrent of Batman's trying to use Joe Chill or, or sort of the, the hippies for, to get the Reaper to come out. Um, they all have agreed that their goal is to kill the Reaper, but the mob bosses, being mob bosses, are using Joe Chill to basically kill Batman when he's not looking. And, right. you know, meanwhile, Batman's having this internal conflict of, you know, maybe not, maybe I shouldn't be using a gun. So, so that's where the, the, the big thing comes in. And I think uh, d- during this part, like Rachel Caspian is trying, he's trying to be, uh, Bruce Wayne is trying to convince her not to join the covenant. Um, I'm sorry, the convent. Um, and, and I think if I remember correctly, they go and they meet uh, Judson Caspian, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is and, and and Bruce doesn't <laughs> Bruce doesn't know that he's the Reaper, right? So, so uh, yeah. Anyway. Neither of them know that you know they're who they are. I would. I don't think. I, at least I don't think the Reaper knows either. But yeah, there's that instance where they're at dinner and just kind of breaking bread together, and just neither of them knows who's who. But yeah. at that in at that in that same instance, I should say they both kind of have something that you know abruptly comes up and they, they kind of have to split. Yes. Yes. It's like, Hey, you know, you guys want to go like, I think like grab a coffee or something like that after dinner. And uh, both of them are like, Oh no, I've got something going on. And they kind of split leaving Rachel to their own thing. And you see in that same panel just below, 
that like Batman breaks off his or Bruce breaks off his, you know, his tux or whatever. And uh, the Reaper does the same thing, you know, and they, they kind of take to the night, which I thought was really funny just to kind of add to this, you know, a yeah. slight comedic undertone to the darkness that's been kind of going on, right? It's like, oh, no, I got to go. Something came up. Oh, me too. And it's just like, yeah. yeah, they're both off doing their thing. So. Yeah, totally, totally comic. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, and, I thought and, that was uh, fantastic, though. And then I think one of Gordon's men gets killed. Um, yeah. During during a, during a stakeout. Um, and Gordon, uh, I think, sees Batman. Uh, and he thinks he's the killer. And um, and I think the Reaper kills, like, everybody. Like, he kills numerous, uh, you know, cops and, and druggies and, and gets away. Yeah. He literally, yeah, he goes nuts, man. Um, I think we at some point we even see commissioner gordon and batman like get into it for a second and just, yes. yeah it becomes a whole thing man and i think this is the instance where we actually see that explosion of joe chill finally pulling out his gun and say you know what here's how i'm gonna handle it and when yeah. he does shoot it blows up literally like half the building um yeah <laughs> and we see joe at the like basically slipping off the side of the building and batman's like you know just kind of thinking back in, in the past like what he's done and if he should even save him or not but obviously yeah. being that man he does yeah. uh i think um <laughs> that that kind of you know they go their ways but batman's got his gun just forever in his clutches this entire like series and it yes. just it's interesting that he just really never like decides to actually use it like he the only time you really see him use it is in that first like i said that first um I think our second comic uh, part two where he shoots it out of commission, you know, the commissioner's hand to, to kind of protect, yep. I think the Reaper ultimately. But uh, it's so, so bizarre. It's so bizarre seeing a gun in Batman's hand. I know it comic. feels weird. It yeah. really feels weird, man. And, and yeah. obviously it should, right? Like that's the whole point of this is to yeah. kind of make sure that we as fans kind of feel that way too. I think that like, Hey, we're going to put this in the most awkward scene sometimes, but, we're going to really highlight it and make sure that, you know, like, it's just not Batman. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, maybe at the time that wasn't exactly, you know what I mean, the, the idea. But, like, I think over time, as I was saying, right, like, 30 years later, 25, 20 years later, like, we're looking at this and saying, oh, man, like, that looks off. Like, is this, a like, an Elseworld story? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I could see some people, like, who would yeah. never have read Batman come into this and like, when was this? Is this even like continuity, Batman? And like, what? Well, this is, and that's an important point, right? Which we mentioned um, when we were talking about this was that, you know, this was continuity for year exactly. two in, until mm -hmm. the long Halloween, right? So yes. Long, <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, the long Halloween comes along and sets like because really if you consider this year two this is like this doesn't even show you all of year two this is like a little fleck of time right because we go from this to year th yeah because we go from this to year three whereas long halloween is like a whole year uh, mm -hmm. worth of, of storytelling and uh and it it kind of retcons his year two and it's very important because the movie the batman with robert pattinson is based on the long Halloween, not right. the Todd McFarlane's year two. So that's also, uh, I think, another very important piece that we need to know in terms of the continuity that that this almost is like an Elseworld-like story because it's so twisted yeah. and bizarre, right? So exactly, yeah. and he yeah. he's really you only see him ever 
you know, dealing with this one villain the entire time. Like, there's yes. no other mention of any other villains. Like, yeah. he's not like, you know, he doesn't ever bring up, like, oh, this time with the Joker or whatever. It's just strictly the Reaper, right? And it's just really interesting to see. So, yeah, folks reading this, this is a continuity story. And like you said, Petra, with the, the long Halloween, um, I and we talked about this a little bit before, but wasn't my favorite Batman story. I think this is much more my preferred year two style like even though yeah. it doesn't like year two was great because or sorry the long Halloween was great because you kind of got to see a little bit more of an extensive rogues gallery right like yes. you got some more villains in there that you might expect to see um if i'm not mistaken it kind of starts the uh development of harvey dent and him becoming two-faced yes yes um, it does. So you see yeah. a lot of these yeah. cool characters kind of really take up into their own light so yeah, the long Halloween was good for that for me, but in terms of a year two, this felt felt very much more grounded in that aspect, right? Like we see him yeah. really making some, you know, some tough questions that he has to deal with in terms of like how do I move forward and what does it really take to become the you know the, the symbol that I wanted to become. So, uh, yeah, um, sorry. So tying this up really quick with with the the. Petra, please jump in because I've been just awful today and you have absolutely been killing oh, it on these breakdowns, man. So thank no, you for no, that. No, no, no worries. <laughs> Folks listening, I'm off my game yeah. today. Uh, it's just some technical yeah. difficulties. So. No, uh, no anyway. problem at all. But, <laughs> but with, uh, yeah, the 578 is really like, you know, it, it, it's basically just the continuation of the story, right? Like, so now mm. you've got, um, you know, the Reapers trying to, I think, if, if I remember correctly, as an informer to convince the police that there's a drug deal at a warehouse. Um, and and then, uh, you know, somewhere along the storyline, Bruce Wayne actually proposes to Rachel Caspian. Um, and, and meanwhile, the police are attacking the warehouse and the Reaper begins just killing everybody. Um, yeah. Until, until Batman stops him and then you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, Gordon, Gordon finally realizes because at this point he's he's kind of thinking that maybe Batman is not a good person. Right. That, that he's not, you know, there to kind of help them. Exactly. And, and he finally realizes that, listen, I'm, uh, I think the Batman's actually here to protect Gotham and help us and and do as much as possible. And that's when you then, you know, get the twisted stuff that that kind of ends the whole story with you know, Batman goes to, to Crime Alley with Joe Chill, right? Yeah, which was kind of really yeah. cool. That's kind of, that's kind of an iconic moment. First of all, Crime mm-hmm. Alley is a dump. Like, oh my God, the oh way... My, dude, it was Mc, terrible. Mc, I didn't even recognize the way, it. I was like, the what is that? The way McFarlane draws it, like it's just complete carnage <laughs> and old... And the the yeah. movie, you know, the movie where the you know where the movie titles would be written on the movie theater, just everything's falling apart. And and he's got you know, and he's got Joe Chill there, right, to to basically reveal his identity. Um, yes, and, yeah, which and, is insane. You, you've got to remember this part. I mean, he so now Joe Chill knows he's you know because Joe Chill's like, hey, how do you even know this, right? Like, why did you bring me here, and how do you even know? Right. And he goes, well, I'm Bruce Wayne. And he takes his, <laughs> and he takes his, his cowl off. Like, okay, so now I got him with a gun and now I've got him exposed. Yeah. You know, he's taking his cowl off to, to Joe chill. I mean, Joe's got to be thinking, I think I'm going to die here. Right. Like he's going to kill me, um, which he doesn't, but the Reaper does basically blows his head off. Right. 
crazy scene. Crazy yeah. scene. Very yeah, tall. Like, like <laughs> brutal, brutal death scene for Joe Chill. Yeah. Oddly, sa- oddly satisfying since we do know that he killed Batman's parents and Batman's right yep. there. But yeah. very, very bizarre. And then... Uh, and if I remember correctly, the Batman then uh, squares off with the Reaper. Now the Reaper knows his identity, and he basically says, "Hey, why don't we go have a final fight at um, uh, where wh- is it Wayne Manor or, or where the construction of of the manor?" It's the construction. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which has been kind of important throughout this whole thing. And they yes. go and just yeah, and they just have one big ugly battle with beautiful drawing. And then, uh, and then, if I remember correctly, I think uh, uh, Judson, uh, the the Reaper, he just you know he falls to his death, right? So yeah, so yeah, he kinda, uh, yeah he kinda, he's kind of he's kind of hanging from a girder, and then just kind of like you know, boom. yeah, exactly. And, and I think and, um, yeah, Batman goes to reach out to save him, and he just uh, chooses you know his his ultimate demise, which he's I think as he's dying or falling to his death, he's just like, hey, I hope you make a better replacement than me. Uh, yeah. for, for me rather so I yeah. think at that moment Batman realizes like alright dude this is definitely not for me takes his gun and, or takes Joe Chill's gun because that's that's the significant thing right remember we just voted that in in the legacy cow uh, yes. for Batman to be oh shot with or to die with did that, if, did that win did that win yeah that won? won that won that's insane okay, right? so that's... that's why this is very significant and wow. I was going to tie that off so wow. that's yeah. what I was mentioning. Like, I want to go find out how he actually got the gun. If he, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just because there's this huge, long now oh, continuation wow. of this gun's history. Right. So yeah. at that time, Batman swears off the gun. Thank you for, for, for uh, summarizing that Petro beautifully done, sure. um, but he takes the gun and throws it in some cargo box and you know what I mean? The development site. Of the well, building. I so, think, yeah, I think it's actually part of the foundation, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, correct. Right? Like yeah, it's you're a, right. it's a foundational pillar of concrete, which you know, and he's basically come to the conclusion that gun mm-hmm. he is not going to use guns, because throughout the arc, he basically saw that the guns were used by villains to do villainous acts, including kill the one person that he should have been able to kill, but decided not to. Right. And, and then he says, well, that's, I mean, I don't know if that's a strong enough reason for me, but it, it, you know, uh, visually as you're reading through the comic, it it works very well. And then there he is after he's just killed the Reaper, he's, you know, basically burying the gun under the foundation of the building, which we'll never be able to access again. So, or so we think, Right. Or so we think, think right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, that's a great point that it was in uh, the fountain. It just, for some reason, I was thinking cargo box because, yep. yeah. But you're right. It's absolutely uh, part of the building itself. And he actually does mention that. Um, but yeah, no, great, great points there. Because it just, this, again, is my year two Batman versus, you know what yeah. I mean? The, I mean, and you can even say, and I know you said that it was retcon, but like you can even, if you really wanted to get crazy, you say, at the same time but different points or whatever because you know you do see throughout the time of the the story like you said petro the 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 building of the wayne tower 
or uh, whatever building it is for Wayne Enterprises exactly, I'm assuming it's Wayne Tower, yes, um, is, it is. is kind of served as like a timeline uh, tracker, right? So you can kind of see, yeah. like they, they pop it in there every issue uh, at least once to kind of see how far along it is versus where it well, started. So you can kind of get that idea of like, okay, some time has went by because this building is not small. It'd probably take at least a year or two to, to kind of really, you know what I mean? Get anywhere major. So I would imagine it's probably been at least six months, right? Maybe probably, or at least five, four to five probably, months. Probably, probably. And, right? and, yeah. and the timeline issue is something very important because when I was reading this, it's like, yeah, well, who did protect Gotham before the Batman? Right. Right? Like who okay, we have year one, we have year two, but Gotham's been there longer. Who was mm -hmm. protecting it? So now we know that twenty years before Batman arrives, we have this guy called the Reaper who was just killing everybody. Well, what about the twenty year gap, right? Like who is protecting exactly. Gotham there? Like um like I've I've heard some notations that maybe one of the Green Lanterns was in charge of protecting Gotham during that time. I think I, you're I'm... right. I think it uh, was the original Green Lantern. Uh, what's his name? Alan Scott. Alan um, Scott. I think. If I'm not I think mistaken. Al yeah, I think Alan Scott was dubbed with with protecting Gotham during. The, you know, yep. and, and and yeah, that's nerdy stuff, right? But it's kind of important, and you don't really realize that in the 100%. stories. And that's why the people that hopefully are reading or listening to this right now with us is we're hoping that we're giving you a little bit of, of uh, pieces of little information and stuff that, that will kind of just make it worth it for you when you go and collect these things. And, you know, why, why do I need to have this year two statue if I can get it? Well, it's kind of important, right? Like right. It's, it's, and it's a very important for Todd and, and, you know, that comes around to the fact of why we're even, you know, having this discussion with, with uh, McFarland Toys Digital and what they're trying to do for us as a Web3 community and bringing in DC and representing the fans, right? Like this stuff is, this stuff is payoff for us, the fans that enjoy the comics. And I don't think anybody 100%. does it better than, than, than Todd McFarlane. Nobody does it better than him. He knows what, you know, he knows where to put price points. He knows how to make it interesting. He knows how to, you know, and he's heard and listened to everything that we're dying to have. And, and I think this is a great beginning, right? And then the thought of having a bat, Batmobile and Superman and all the other stuff that, that he's Arkham going Knight. to represent. Yeah, Arkham Knight now. we know like, Why is he tying in? That's the other thing. Why is he tying in very distinct Batman or characters from Batman's life, right? Like that, yeah. I think that's supposed to be Henry Cable's Superman, by the way. But I'm going to go into that because I have some theories, man. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm happy that we were able to get through that. I know that took a little longer than anticipated, and I apologize. And thank you, Petro, again, for, for really cleaning that up for me, man. Because, again, sorry, folks, I was just off my game today, but uh, I'll make it up to you. Um, oh, no, really quick, closing, closing off uh, on that, that issue, as you did so wonderfully, man. Um, the last page, I just wanted to make a quick note about Todd's last page oh, and how yes, yes. that is such an important iconic image uh, for Batman because you know as as I, and I think uh, I was watching some of those videos you had sent me over the past week you know just just kind of chronicling like the the great things that Todd has done for these characters like Batman and Spider Man you know he kind of is in this this 
spider-man pose right where he's like yes. like a web slinger almost yeah um, i think he used the term spaghetti slinging or something like that, that yeah. he, uh, he spe- dubbed. uh spaghetti webbing spaghetti that's webbing. what it is thank yeah. you yeah, yeah. i'm like and yeah. he kind of looks like a little bit of a a, a callback to spider-man in some ways. yeah i thought this was a really really dope uh just last page to end it on um and the page before that really quick like he and I mentioned this at the first start of uh, 576 that he added that first panel of like the skyline um, and dawning of Gotham City, but he closes it off beautifully, or they close it off rather beautifully with uh, a nightcap for the city, right? So it's that same kind of yes. image, but in in basically, you know, a dusk-like setting. So yeah. I just thought that they did a really good job of coming around full circle. And then obviously Todd gets to do a nice second proclamation of, you know, just owning this Batman with this last page here, man, and just slinging through the city because that's what he's doing. He's slinging through the city. Yeah. I'm sorry, but yeah. Yeah. oh god, it's beautiful. But um, yeah, let's let's talk about this drop, man. What a so obviously you're going for it tomorrow. I'm assuming. Um, are you yes. are you on the loud list, Petro, or what's the deal? I am. I yeah, I was fortunate enough. Okay. I seem to nice. be. I seem to be holding my position. Uh, well, I went pretty hard with anything that was related to Todd, right? Like when I was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I wanted DC to come, and and that's why I came over to the Batcal project. And Todd hadn't done anything yet, and then I got this little wind that he was going to be doing. Um, uh, animated covers nfts over with odd key so i went running like i i went so hard i had a lot of solana at the time and we used solana over at odd key uh, with a Mm -hmm. phantom wallet so i had to teach myself what a phantom wallet was i i was just sure (laughs) i was was sure i was gonna lose all my money because i just wasn't you know (laughs) Yeah. But 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 they um, they had a very simple minting process, and I went in hard. Like I um, oh, so true. his so his first ever NFT d- digital NFT for Todd was the record breaker, which was Spawn uh, three hundred one. It was the cover um, animated, hold- right? Yeah, where he's holding the crown, and it and, and it dissolves into the Spawn uh, cover for Spawn one. And then, uh, you know, I got so many. I mean, I, I was able to actually get three of them that were signed red, red SIGs by Todd. Uh, I wanted, but the, he had rarer ones with were green signature. So he had already, what? he already knew that signatures were important. And then in okay. subsequent drops, he actually did remarks as well, where he actually has little drawings of either Spawn or Batman or whatever or spawn sorry uh, characters on the, on the covers themselves and and mm-hmm. those were you know and i think that's what then led me when when trevor uh would come into um uh the bat cow spaces and talk about the mcfarland toys i was like i i it's mcfarland like i just know <laughs> like he's done so much for like he just doesn't misstep. Like he just, whenever he steps in, he takes whatever's there and just makes it better. That's his blueprint. That's what he's always done. He always talks about that. He's like, I may not be the first at doing stuff, but when I step in, I've already seen where the where where things should be going, and it's easy to pick up those that slack, right? And when everybody says, "Oh, you, you can't do this," he goes, "That just gets me going even more." So I knew that at some, that it would probably be a good idea to have that in place so mm-hmm. so i went i went in and got a lot of the spawn uh physicals so that i could get the digitals and then i just kind of left it i didn't you know i was just kind of concentrating on bat cows 
and meanwhile, my XP points were accruing. I didn't even know about it until the Superman 85 drop when I linked my wallet to the, uh, the viewer, the, the viewer app. And there were all my XP points. So I am on the allow list. I'm, I'm up, I'm, I'm like mid, mid level, which is fine. And, and so hopefully I'll, I'll be able to at least get one tomorrow. I just want one. There you go. One. Yeah. Just one. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, based on the hype, man, it sounds like it's going to be hard to just get the one, but yeah, no, that's awesome to hear. Um, I, I'm, as you know, I'm a little bit slower to adapt to this uh, platform just because of its nature. Yeah. Um, it's, it's nothing against uh, Todd or anybody, obviously. It's just my preference of collecting. It's the same way on BB, for example, right? When I start, I, I don't own any statues or collectibles like that because yeah. it's just never been my form of collecting. Uh, growing yep. up, I told you, my dad kind of just was a big fan or proponent of taking, you know, the collectibles and putting them on the walls for us to kind of, you know, <laughs> see. Uh, yeah. He did in the, you know, in, when he could anyway, buy duplicates so we could play with whatever was available to play with. So that, you know, don't want to throw too much shade there, Pops. But uh, yeah, definitely was was not always fun seeing some of the cooler collectible toys, especially from McFarlane, because he was a huge fan. Um, yeah. And uh, I know I, I've been able to go meet him as a kid Obviously, he doesn't know me or anything like that, but or he wouldn't recognize me, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, I've, I've, my, my dad got plenty of things signed by him and uh, was was always living in that sort of world of collectibles. So to me, yeah, they, they're kind of like a home away from home when it comes to, you know what I mean, collecting. Um, but it's something that now that they're digital, I think I'm a little bit more open and keen to. And I will say this better yes. that you 100% convinced me to throw some money into my wallet this week and oh, get good. ready for the drop tomorrow because I was just planning to kind of maybe hang back and uh, wait for them to drop something Superman related or, you know what I mean? Something a little bit more keen to my, my particular eye. Um, but I think, you know, with kind of rereading these comics and kind of having this discussion and, you know, exactly what year two means and kind of going over all these things again, I didn't really have a choice, right? Like I was like, no, this, it would be kind of stupid to, in my, for me to not go for it. And just like, you know what I mean? It's, it's what, like 40, 50 bucks that you need to, to throw on there yep. for something yep. that, you know what I mean? I feel like as Todd and, and as a, you know, creator, he always loves to try and aim to give you the best value for your dollar. So if I'm spending 50 bucks, then I know it's going to be 50 bucks worth of, of entertainment or joy for me in some capacity because it's coming from him. So thinking about that and, and just kind of going deep diving into Todd's like world this week. And last week just kind of, yeah, I think convinced me full on. So I'm excited as hell for the statue, man. I think uh, it's got me waiting like a little like kid on Christmas to, you know, for tomorrow so I can actually play with it because it's something you can kind of technically play with, right? And the, yes. uh, the viewer. So yes. yeah, just insane. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, and again, Todd, you know, Todd, if he puts his focus on something, um, you know, and, and like I was, uh, uh, like, you know, he, his big focus was to do the spawn movie, right. That, that, uh, uh, Blue yeah. studios, yep. but, but, you know, with the writer's strike and all that stuff, I, I can just imagine that his focus is now going to has, has turned to this. And mm -hmm. if he does, the guy just doesn't do it. Like he, you know, he usually goes full tilt and it's usually done at a level and he just understands, right? Like he, he understands that we want to have interoperability in the sense of, you know, whether you're over at odd key, whether you're at bat cows, whether you're, you know, on a different chain, Solana, Polygon, whatever it is, 
he wants us all under one house. He wants the rooms of the house to be inhabited and you go whatever room you want to be, you know, I want to be with odd, odd key crew. Great. But I want to go play with my, uh, mm-hmm. you know, my digital statues or work on my showroom. I, I should just be able to float it. I shouldn't have to, you know, reconnect wallets or, you know what I mean? Like it shouldn't, you know, right. And, yeah. and, and I, and I truly believe if anybody's going to make it a, a one-stop shop where we can do everything on different chains and have things just flow in and out seamlessly, I think it's Todd. If, if it can be done, I think at least he'll drag us towards that goal because, you know, that's what he envisions to be the importance of, of linking the physical to the digital and the digital to the physical. And the only way those two are ever going to meet and really be successful is if it's super easy for the people that like physicals to be able to get the digitals and have a reason to do that. And for mm-hmm. the digital people to, to also want to get the physicals. I personally don't want statues filling up my house, but, but yeah, it, right. Personally, but if, but if it means that I have to buy one, so that I can get the digital thing of the one I want, and then I'll just sell the or trade or you know or give away the 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 physical. I'll, I'll figure that out. But it's right. uh, you know it's a very interesting thing that he's about to undertake, and it's I think it's something that we're all needing right now because we've yes. all been kind of um, we've all been kind of promised all this stuff and none of it's happening, and we're bored. And right now, mm-hmm. and again, I'm not I'm not saying that in a negative light. But but no it's, no it, I know but what you it, mean though I agree but it but it's true it's like you know the space is moving and we just needed somebody to to kind of pull everybody along and these big companies need to be yanked a little bit I think to, and and if Todd and if anybody's going to do it Todd will I mean he did it for comics he's done it for um, for his statues he's done it for everything that he's ever touched and now he's touching these these digital NFTs and and I think it's it's perfect. And I'm, and that's why I was committed is because, you know, why would you not back the guy who has done it before numerous times and he's just engaging and fun to, to, to listen to and be part of. So I'm, I'm in. That's, that's a, those are all incredible points. And, and what I'm wanted to actually refer to that you brought up was the fact that, you know, he's trying to, to bring all of us along together, you know, big companies and tow and everything, because, I, you know, and I mentioned this earlier in the spaces, if anybody was there, that this is kind of like the, the NFT industry, the Web3 industry is kind of the first time where you're, you're able to see, you know, big, big, gigantic companies like DC and Marvel kind of balance out with people like Todd, you know, and that's no, no, no shade at Todd, but we know that his company is a little bit smaller than DC or Marvel, right? So it's, it's allowed them to kind of play at even playing fields in terms of customer engagement and, and hearing the customer. Right. So I think that we kind of stand in an interesting like time right now in real time, we're kind of going to, I feel like experience so many crazy changes that really help shape the industry. And I think like, I think you're right. 100%. I think Todd is actually going to be at the center of that because he knows what it takes to, to create true fans. And he's done such a great job at it that, I'm still a, a spawn fan to this day. Right. And like, that was one of yep. like, that was one of my first characters that didn't have to do with Superman or, 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 you know, the X-Men. So for me that, you know, I love Al Simmons. Like I always will. He's just, I went as Al Simmons for Halloween one year when I was like, I think I was like seven. Um, nice. Anyway, <laughs> it was an awesome costume. Uh, but yeah, it, it, 
Spawn and, and what Todd has done for fans, right? Not just Spawn, but just Todd in general, what he's done for fans and what he plans to do for fans. You know, seeing some of these newer videos where he's discussing kind of his plan to, you know, ensure that everybody feels like they're winning to some capacity just makes me feel really good. Because again, like I said, everybody being on a level playing field to some extent in the NFT space makes me feel a little bit more hopeful about that coming to fruition. Because you're right. I feel a little bit bored, right? Like, not just because of the fact that, like, nothing's really happening, but we're not being told anything either to want to keep us, like, engaged in that aspect, right? So we have a lot of events, for example, with the back cow that are few and far between, and we don't really know on a typical cadence when the next one's coming out. So it's kind of harder for the community to stay in rhythm with the project when, you know what I mean, there's not much for them to, to grasp onto at the time. But when you come out the gate like Todd is with collecting XP, right? Like from day one, you already are like engaged in the platform. You have a showroom, a digital app that you can download on your computer and go in and, and physically like set up your collectibles and play with them and do whatever you want in terms of that, that aspect of ownership, right? You can take and move them off wallet. They're truly yours. So it's just like I said, they're coming out of the gate hot and it's just kind of showing all of the other companies that, Hey, all of the stuff that you guys promised is possible and it can be done fast, right? Like it doesn't have to take two or three years. Well, that, yeah, that's the, this. <laughs> yeah, that's the important point is they can't hide anymore, right? Like if no. it can be done, if it can be done this quickly and easily by a company that's not that big, um, you better figure out, what you know what we've been talking about and what we yeah. want because eventually you're going to hear a very large sucking sound as all the liquidity leaves your site and goes to where the engagement and the um the fun is and uh you know and todd and todd does uh deal with fans at a level that or, and and people that that you know pr buy his product at a level that is much higher than others you know, he's done it with the comics, right? Spawn, you mm -hmm. know, the reason the reason 301 is the record breaker is because it's got the Guinness World of Record for the longest independent running comic book um, at 301 issues, right? That was the record breaker. And, and it, you know, the price is at 299 and he keeps the price down compared to the big boys uh, and he provides quality, right? So, so it's... Uh, you know, there's, there's just a, it's kind of hard not to back a guy again, that has a, a true a track record of, of, of really providing quality and, and value to the people that um, are, are backing him. So I'm, I'm interested, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see where it's going to go. And, and I agree if, 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 if the drop goes smoothly tomorrow uh, or, you know, if, if things start dropping very quickly, yeah, the big boys are going to have a very hard time sitting back and saying, no, we can't do this because it's technically difficult or the IP is difficult or blah, blah, blah. Right. It'll be, yeah. Cause it'll be just a matter of, Hey, if I can get a Batmobile and my Batman over here, why am I coming to you? Yeah. Like, what, what am I doing is, in your world? Yeah. What is your, like, you know, are you, what do I have to wait five years before you tell me what a charm does or what a, you know, what, what, what the bad cow is like, like right. you haven't even, like you're, <laughs> you're not, you're not even giving me hints. All I'm hearing is, Oh boy, you guys are going to be so happy with what we've got. I'm like, Oh my God. If I hear one more person say that statement that, <laughs> that, you know, you guys are going to be blown right? away. Yeah. You're going to be blown away by what's coming. It's like, uh, 
uh, well, you're going to be blown away by the fact that I'm not going to contribute to any, any of your stuff anymore. <laughs> so. Oh, man. And, and yes, just so you guys know that who are listening, we are not being negative about this. It's just we're coming from this at a, of a point of, of exactly what we're putting out, right? Like Todd is able to do all this stuff. Why can't, you know, bigger companies? So I think it's a fair question to ask. And, it's, and we can obviously have a little bit of fun with it, too. But it's yeah, it's just going to change the the the, dyna- the the dynamic of what an NFT can mean to people, what it can mean for people like Todd as a creator and his fans. So, it dude, I, I'll tell you this, and I remember watching the video. He was he was talking about. I thought it was really interesting. He was talking about uh, he's going to basically he's working on a case study on on which group, the physical or the digital, he can flex a little bit more, or has a little bit more. You know what I mean? Flex yes. room with. So I thought that was kind yeah. of funny. And he was saying that, you know, the digital guys probably have a little bit more flex to them because they already, by nature, kind of live in both worlds. So yes, I thought that was true because that's that's what's 100% happening to me right now, right? Like, I, I, the community's got me really hyped about this, and uh, I really want I really want to get, you know, my Batman so I can be part of that experience. But on top of that, now I'm thinking about, like, dude, if they drop a, you know, a physical that matches this, for example, some, I mean, I know that they have the statues out, but like if they, you know, reproduce the way to tie your NFT to a physical where, you know, if you bought the physical, it has, a, you know, an NFC chip in it or something like that. To, you know what yes. I mean? Tie to that forever. Yes. Like, I'm yep. all in, dude. Like, I don't care where yep. I have to put that thing, but that's, I'm buying the physical. And that's yeah, really I, rare for somebody like me to say, man, like you have yeah. no idea how rare that is. But yeah, it's well, crazy to see that that's happening, right? Yeah, well, this stuff is all moments in our lives, right? Like as a collector, that is a large part of, you know, the the reason you collect is it's also memorabilia, right? It's periods right. in your life. And for us right now, we're, we're engaged in podcasts. We're engaged in, in spaces. We're, we're, you know, we, we think about this stuff almost 24 seven. Right. And, and Mm -hmm. these, these events and drops, like when the bat cows minted or when the Todd was on VV or, you know, now this year two, I mean, these, these are landmarks for us that time is going to just highlight more and if you have the physical of it and the digital it it is important it is important because they because we live in a physical world so yes it's fun to have your your showroom and play around in your wallet and do whatever but also seeing it on a table or whatever is going to mean a lot to me like you just said i'm not a physical uh, statue collector but yeah that statue is going to if i get if I get year two tomorrow and there's a year, you know, I've already purchased the year two, the original that was dropped. But if there's another right. one, I'm, I'm getting it because it means yeah. a lot to me, especially if I could maybe match a mint with it or something. Oh, that'd be awesome. Man. Yeah. Dude, imagine yeah. you can set up like, yeah, little landscapes. Just poof. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, before, yeah, one thing that we had mentioned before earlier too, um, and you, you brought up again, the, the red signature. I really wanted to touch base on that really quick. I know you have a little bit more foray with that in terms yes. of what it means for, for Todd. So could you, yeah. yeah so, yeah. So for, so, it, you know, in terms of the collecting style, what you always want to do is you want to get the red uh, full signature, the Todd McFarlane, because he, at some point he started like when he had to sign so many stuff, you'd get like the, the T McFarlane. Mm-hmm. And then it became, you know, most of us hunt, for the full signature. And what I saw was that every one of the signatures is going to be independent 
in the uh, in the statues that are going to be dropped. So they're basically going to be all the signatures are going to basically be a one of one because the sigs are going to be just hmm. a little bit different. But if you have a chance, and the color red is very important for Todd because that's just the 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 premier signature is what he uses usually the red. And and so it's T McFarlane or the Todd the full Todd McFarlane is the goal. That's the that's the dream that you want to be able to to, mm. to have and acquire. Which you know, anytime you can get the signature, I don't care if it's digital in real life or on anything. If you can get the full Todd McFarlane, that's the way to go, and especially in red. So. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, so yeah, I did see that uh, pop up in the and and video. and remember and remember the one and one the one of ones including the classic and the black and white Todd Year Two tomorrow the Batman Year Two is uh, their red signatures their red full signatures which I yeah they're both red signatures so yeah, yeah. I saw that they're gorgeous the way they animate too like oh, yeah so and cool. there's a reason and there's a reason for that that is the the pinnacle of his signature. So you're going to get the red full signature on a one of one. I mean, that's just amazing. That is good to know for folks out there for sure, because I think uh, not many people know that detail. I didn't really know that detail until you and I had talked about it actually either. So yeah, yeah well, he, uh, he, uh, could... he, yeah, he does a lot of little snippets. Cause I think I was mentioning spaces today. Like remember he, uh, when he used to sign his covers, especially when he did Spider-Man, he used to put in little hidden Spider-Man in the, in the covers themselves. <laughs> so if you look, uh, anytime you see a McFarlane cover, look at, cause he has a scroll. He puts his name in a scroll. He didn't for the, the year one, the year two uh, comics, but at some point he started putting his name in a scroll, like a scroll is being unrolled and his name is uh-huh. in there. And, and if there's a number beside it, like a, a one, a two, no, I think it's either a two, three, or five even, um, uh, that's how many little hidden Spider-Men there are on the cover. So that's always a fun thing. Yeah, that's always a fun thing that he's always done. So whenever I see and a McFarland cover, I always look at his SIG, and then I, because I forget which ones have which how many spider-man but believe it or not there's a subcategory of people that that hunt down the multiple hidden spideys on the cover that, too of that sounds yeah that makes sense i would imagine yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the yeah. all the collectors i've seen on hero that that definitely doesn't blow me away in terms of like yeah. you know particular collecting styles but uh, no that's yeah. awesome i didn't know that i'm not a huge uh, spider-man guy so i probably yeah. Never would have known that, but uh, yeah, no, thank you for the signature thing, man. Cause uh, yeah, I'm hunting for, for the red one now. I, I need that. <laughs> yeah. Well, good, well, I hope we get the one on one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> my luck is definitely not good um, enough. Anyway, I will say I, I've yeah. had my, my days for sure, of course, but uh, yeah, no, that's, that's not going to be in my address or my wallet yeah. address at any Well, it's going to so. be, it's, it's going to be a fun day tomorrow, regardless. I know oh, it's man. going to be pure. It's going to be pure chaos. And let's Ooh. not forget, we also have House of Secrets '92, the first appearance yes. of Swamp of Swamp Thing dropping tomorrow in the Legacy format. Thank God, uh, I don't have to see a variant cover of Swamp Thing, or else <laughs> I would have killed somebody. Uh, um, but uh, but yeah, that's a big drop tomorrow as well, right? Like that's uh, yeah, for uh, sure. yeah. Um, it's part Alex, of uh, the, Alex Olson, right? Like that's the yes. original. Yep. Yeah, that's Alex Olson. Um, you know, Swamp Thing. So that's uh, that's a good one to have. I have a six point oh, uh, and it's the, it's, 
Yeah, that's my baby from, I've had that since I was, uh, I think that was one of the first ones I ever, per I think I got it for like three bucks and wow. I, uh, I've had nice. it since I was 16 years old. That was my reader copy, Ooh. man. That was my reader copy. Yeah. I was going to say, that thing looks in really uh, good shape though for a stick. Oh, I, I got it. I, I got it clean. Yeah, I got it cleaned and pressed, and the guy was able to get a six zero out of it, so I was pretty happy. Nice. So, yeah, good for you, dude. That's a yeah, yeah. that's a keeper for sure. The yeah, the first year yeah. swamp thing. Uh, just yeah. a real quick note on that, folks. Um, if you didn't know, which I'm sure you do, but that's uh, part of James Gunn's, um, you know, movie kind of format or platform that he's trying to set up. Right, Swamp Thing is one of yeah. those characters that he's trying to bring out into the fourfold of Chapter One gods and monsters um we just saw the the supergirl get dropped which woman of tomorrow is also part of that same uh you know yes. structure he's trying to build so they're they're releasing yeah. the movies or i'm sorry the comics that are supposed to tie to the movies are at least based for the movies for the future so i'm just really intrigued that they're doing that right now since we're you know so far away from those those launch dates so i would think that you yeah. would want to launch them a little closer to you know what i mean either like a casting announcement or like at least a reveal date you know like yeah in terms of a, a, something like that so i don't know I, I just found that really interesting that they were bringing those out this week of all weeks like why not again yeah. give us each like all month let's let's get you know todd all month dude let's get you know yeah. what i mean like i said start yeah. with 575 and at the end of the month finish it off with uh 578 and just kind of let it be so yeah, yeah that would have been nice to see if they could have uh maybe worked that into it to a somewhat of an event, I guess, I guess. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if maybe that's the right word, but you know what I'm trying to say. Well, I, anyway. I you know, I think it's going to, I, with the, the writer's strike and all this stuff, it's going to be a long time. I think since we see those movies, so, so maybe they right, just, man. yeah, I think they're just trying to, you know, now that the, at least the uh, reveal of what his timeline is, I figure they just want to get the comics out there and, and go from there. So. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So anyway, I mean, We'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Maybe, maybe they're releasing the first ones now, and maybe we'll actually get the rest of the series for each of those as uh, time kind of goes on. Maybe that's their plan. Finally yeah. coming to fruition, Petra. Just yeah. joking. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, where where else did, was there anything else that you uh, you wanted to cover here today? Um, no, I think we've been. I, yeah, I think we've been going for a long time. Hopefully, people will get a little bit, a few pearls here and there out of this stuff, and I think it. Uh, it's good. No, I'm very excited about tomorrow. It's going to be fun. Yeah, man. Definitely uh, get your, your money loaded and uh, good luck to everybody out there. Hopefully yeah. somebody in the good community luck. that we know yeah, comes out on top tomorrow, man. I'm, I'd be really excited to see somebody that we know just kind of, you know what I mean, become Web3 famous. Um, would be nice to see. Yeah, and I and I, you know, I really don't know. I I keep thinking that this is probably going to sell out. Like I don't, I don't, I don't think I it's going to make it. I I don't think it's going to make it to public. I really don't. I yeah. I think it's going to sell out by the end of the back. Excuse me, by the end of the back cows or the five thousand XP guys, um, because I think there's just uh, uh, you know there's a there's a uh, you know an interest here that that I think is going to be uh, um, kind of built on. And, and I hope so. I hope it, I hope there is because that'll just spur them to, to just keep pushing the quality yes. and, and the, you know, because I know Todd will, will keep the quality up as high as possible. And, and, and again, not taking anything away from Trevor, because I know that Trevor's involvement um, 
you know, with originally with Vivi or wait, originally with back, was he with Backhouse first or with Vivi? I'm trying to remember. I think he was with Vivi first. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's right. He went with Vivi first and then, you know, to bring, you know, and he's been in the Backhouse so much and, and has heard what we all want. And then this is all just kind of handed over to, to Todd to, to kind of fine tune. So, so what a neat, what a neat role and uh, place that he's got to, to be working yes. on this stuff. So, so it's, yeah, I'm very interested to see what, what the final product will be and, and how we all react to it as well. So. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good day, man. Exciting. We've got comics tomorrow. We've got, uh, yeah, we've got this drop. I think I, I'm trying to think if we've got something for hero too. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I might just be getting ahead of myself there, but either way, yeah. it's going to be a good day for DC man and to be a Batman fan and just a DC fan in general. So, Again, good luck to everybody, man. And I hope, uh, again, we do see somebody in the community come out with that, that one of one or one of those one of ones. So I can yeah. uh, say I know that person. But exactly. yeah. But uh, Petro, yeah. Um, thank you today, man, for, for kind of getting this one set up. I know this was uh, your brainchild today and you wanted to kind of get this out, which I thought was a fantastic idea and I had a lot of fun with today. Uh, thank yep. you again for. Um, kind of covering my ass today man because i did it oh no no listen it's gonna be fun yeah yeah there's gonna be certain certain days that i'm not gonna be uh you know able to to bring it either but um you know this one meant a lot to me and i'm i appreciate that you kind of got this set up so that we could uh get it out to people as well and hopefully they'll find some value in what we're talking about yeah i think so man you know community usually sends their cards and they're listening to these so i think a lot of people will enjoy this especially your uh your insights in, in terms of all the the juicy bits that a lot of people probably will never really know unless they're you know deep in that world so i think yeah. that's uh, very much yeah. a gem for a lot of folks probably listening so yeah thank you for i that. appreciate yeah i appreciate the opportunity to talk about it because it's uh you know it's brought me so much joy and and you know even now uh, you know, it, that's what Web3 is allowing me closer access to these people that I had to, you know, travel to cons and mm. stuff to, to listen to and talk to. And now, like, you know, I, I, you know, we routinely for months have been listening to Todd come and talk to us on the odd key discord. And, you know, we've had a couple of uh, instances with Jim Lee and, you know, just, just stuff that's, it's good. This is all good. And I'm glad that we're here because, I think it's only going to get better. There's there there will be enough interest to drive this. I think, and and I think sure. that's that's the other final thing that I just want to say is I I really feel that the best chance of having onboarding and uh, progression of people into the space is probably with Todd. I think more than anything else. Yeah, he's going to make it easy for people. I think, man, because he yeah. again he knows right. He's got his ear to the. He's got his finger on the pulse. I should say better better terminology for that, but. He, he knows what people want. He's always kind of had that insight, as you mentioned, right? Like he just is yeah. really good at that part of his job. He, yeah. He's just so, so good at the business side that he, you know, extends that to making sure that that just, just doesn't like, you know, line his pockets, but make sure that there's a true value for the customer to, you know, to keep them coming back. So yeah, I, I'm all about it, man. I'm excited as hell for tomorrow. And yeah, I, I got my wallet loaded and, I'll be up at crack of dawn, man, ready to go, even though I know the mint's not, <laughs> not, not right away. Well, then I'll be ready well, to go, trust I'll, me. I'll see you in spaces then, because yeah. I'm sure everybody's going to be there. Absolutely, all right. man. I'm excited. Let's... But thanks all again, right, buddy. Petra. Appreciate it, buddy. All right. Well, listen, you have all a great right. night, and uh, good luck, everybody. Yeah, you too. Yeah, good luck, everybody, and we'll see you guys for the next one. Thanks again. Peace out. Right. Bye. <laughs>
to the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. 